0: Welcome to Stories That Shape Us. My name is Joanna Daniel. Stories That Shape Us is a daily podcast where I share my perspective on how different experiences influence our view of self, how we interact with others, and how we show up in the world. Hello and welcome to this episode of Stories That Shape Us with Joanna Daniel. I've been talking about forgiveness, how to forgive your abuser. We're focusing on Luke 26, Luke 6, 26, and 27 around loving those or praying for those who despitefully use you. And one one version of the Bible says those who abuse you, and what what that might look like. Sometimes I have to point out, and I've done this in a couple of weeks ago, I did the series on spiritual abuse, how to heal from spiritual abuse without losing your faith. And so uh, sometimes the abuse is happening right there in in your church community the the uh misuse of power the spiritual authority um people that are older uh people who have been in the church longer all those kinds of stuff that that might be going on and how do you forgive people who despitefully use you especially when they when it hasn't stopped the abuse hasn't stopped it's still happening it's ongoing. Uh, nothing you do has, has ever done anything about it. You have cried, you've prayed, you've fasted, and it's still happening. And one of the things I say is, you know, God can't make anybody do anything that they don't want to do. God gives us freedom of choice. That's fundamental to his government. Freedom of choice. We get to choose what we do or what we don't do. So even though we might pray, we're praying for abuses. The fact that they, are, they have agency, they have freedom to choose and to do they don't have to stop. So then the onus is on us to do something, to take ourselves out of the situation, to start to heal and to start to shift how we see ourselves, how we think about ourselves, the people that we let in our lives and to, to kind of create some rules about who gets in. That doesn't mean that there'll be never anybody who gets in, who've taken advantage of the of, of the opportunity to be a part of your life. It doesn't mean that but it means that you'll have some tools to be able to deal with it really quickly so that these people don't stay too long and create more havoc, right? And I know, I know that it's really difficult, but healing is our responsibility. That's the only thing that we have. And that's why forgiveness also, when we, how we forgive people who aren't sorry, we're not doing it for them. Forgiveness never helped I said never. Sometimes it helps people to recognize and sometimes some people have some remorse. Some people have no remorse whatsoever. Some people will not even accept that they've hurt you. They will they will instead pile more pain on it calling you names and telling you that you're sensitive and telling you things, right, to to keep you quiet so that you don't challenge what they're doing. You don't challenge their behavior, right? So when you forgive you're doing it to free yourself to free yourself i was talking to my son yesterday because he was talking through a situation with me where there's some things and he was angry and how he was managing his anger and as i listened i said you know i said son your anger doesn't hurt anybody except you your anger compromise your immune system your anger jeopardize your health your anger morphs into whatever it morphs into it's it's only affecting you we have to learn how to release the anger so let's talk through this let's use these tools let's release the anger and let us move on but we're, while we're releasing the anger we're thinking about things that we can do to protect you what are some of those things that you can do in this friendship that can protect you you can boundary yourself here are some ways that you can do the boundaries tell me what are some of the things that you can do to boundary yourself tell me some of the and tell me some of the things that you can do to be more assertive when things come up and to not tell me some of the things that you can do to acknowledge your hurt that you can do to feel the pain feel what it feels like and talk through it and find space to release so all of those things are empowering to him because now he has more tools to use than anger Because anger is not a safe tool. Though anger is not a bad emotion, it depletes his system. We want him to experience, to know how to go back to experiencing more positive emotions. It doesn't mean that he ignores the things that is happening that puts him in a feeling, this powerless feeling that makes him angry right doesn't mean that that's ignored it means that okay so we're going to assess the situation for what it is and we're going to boundary you you need to do these things boundary yourself we check in to make sure the boundaries are happening to make sure he's safe to make sure he's managing it to make sure that you know everything is okay because we could go in and roll in and do it as parents but then he wouldn't have learned how to do it so how do you forgive we sometimes we think of forgiveness in terms of it's going to make it's going to heal me When I forgive, then I'm going to be fine. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't, right? It doesn't always because it doesn't stop the person from continuing to do what they're doing, to continue to harm you. So it doesn't stop it. Um, Forgiveness is for you. It frees you. Forgiveness frees the person who is doing the forgiving. And, And that's why healing happens at the same time because forgiveness is a gift. That you're giving to yourself because the person who abused you sometimes they're they're gone they're no longer alive sometimes they don't live in the same country with you sometimes you know if they're close then you can say it verbally and you might say it and they don't care because they never care that they hurt you in the first place so your forgiveness is might might be like well why are you forgiving me i haven't done anything they might not think that they've done anything that needs forgiving but you know that they've done something that needs forgiven. So you're going to do it for yourself and hand them over to God. You're going to do it for yourself, for yourself. You're doing it for you, to free you, To, to release the pressure on your heart, to release the pressure on your organs, to release the tension in your shoulders and in your back, to empower you, that's what it does. It empowers you. It releases the pressure in your system. It helps to release the stress that has been locked in. It helps you to breathe easier, to be more relaxed. It gives you your frontal lobe so you can decide, what am I going to do next? Before forgiving, you might need a good cry, like what Joseph did. He cried. He bawled, right? I imagine it, it was coming from deep, deep from where that wound occurs, he was crying from. Joseph acknowledged that something was done wrong and he cried and he forgave. You might need to do that for you. It's important that you connect with what they've done before you forgive because otherwise, what are you forgiving, right? Connect with what they've done, own it, be with it. You might need to be with it with somebody who's able to sit with you, listen to your story, not judge you, not criticize you, and give you the space to connect with it, to feel the hurt, to cry on your own behalf. So you can get to the place where you can release it. And that's that's literally what forgiveness is. Not, they don't have to be sorry because you don't even have to speak to them. It's a gift that you're giving to yourself on your journey of healing. It's a beautiful gift that you can give to yourself. You are worth that gift. Give yourself the gift of forgiveness so that you can free you. Thank you for joining me in this episode of Stories That Shape Us. I hope you'll join me on the next story.